0: for the last, how is it the last? It is the last episode of Moon Knight. It feels like literally last week we were talking about predictions for this show. I'm not sure where the last six weeks have gone, but here we are. We just saw the finale. It's a big week, and we're gonna dive into it.
1: Yeah, let's get right in. So I guess we should really start with just, let's just start with the overall thoughts of it. Episode or show? Are we talking about overall? Oh, uh, no, episode. Okay. We'll get to the overall thoughts of the show at the very end, which is why I think we should probably start with the episode overall thoughts. So, I'm just going to give mine real quick. I, uh, I'm not sure. I'm still, uh, I think the jury's still a little out on how I feel about this finale. I know there's plenty to talk about, so we'll get into why I think the jury's out for me. Like, a part of me, there were so many moments I was like, yeah, but then there were also just so many things that I just kind of was like, uh. So, I don't know. Jury's still a little bit out on that. I, I'm kind of in the middle. It didn't shock me. I didn't feel like... I know a lot of people on Twitter are like, it's one of the best endings. And I I don't personally feel it's one of the best. I don't necessarily think it's the worst. <laughs> so, I don't know. I would love to know... And that's not a discussion for
0: this episode, but I would love to know who you do think is the worst. Oh, I don't even know. Uh, not not today, not today, because we want to keep it to Moon Knight, but <laughs> maybe we'll do a, a an overall end of year two ranking, like we did year one, but we'll do year one and year two, because I'm... Now that you said that, I'm really curious. Yeah. (laughs) I think for me, to your point, you know, when you said there were moments where you were like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, I can rattle a couple off where I was, or like, think of a couple where I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is what I've wanted the whole time. Like, this is it. Like, it's finally reaching its peak. But I think at the end, and what detracts from this for me, is the fact that it felt unfinished. Like, it felt like they wrote half- the episode and then they were like ha ha we're done now and i was like but there's so much more story to be told and it did not feel like an ending and that's fine you know i know oscar isaac has said it's going to has talked about it as a limited series i don't think that's true truthfully i don't know how you do it as a limited series the way it ended however we didn't get the same confirmation that we did with loki that there is in fact a season two so that does cast some doubt And Hawkeye, which was kind of up in the air, has recently shown more signs of being a limited series as well. So, TBD on Mother Ray had a second season, but I don't know how you write this season and end it the way you did without knowing there's in fact another season coming. Because there are so many loose threads. And, like, I'm just going to get into something that, like, bothers me about the episode. Like, the actual resolution, the actual ending of Harrow, the ending of Amit... We don't actually see it. It's it's Mark's blackout. And like I understand why they did that, but at the same time like that adds to this feeling of like a lack of resolution because you don't actually get to see the resolution take place, you just see the aftermath.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, okay. So that wasn't where it got me. But I do agree and I think this was a concern we raised last episode where we said there's a lot that has to be done, and we have one episode. If you looked at the runtime, including credits, this was a 38-minute episode. It was even shorter than it was. we were told it was going to be. It was only 38 minutes. Yeah, I was shocked when I looked at the my phone, and
0: I was like, oh, I still have, like, 10 minutes left. And then the credits started rolling, and I was like,
1: I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I, I – no, that's – I was watching it on my laptop, and I kind of had scrolled, like – to see if there was an end credit, and I saw that there was, so I was like, okay, I don't want to hit it, but then when I actually looked at the time ahead of it, like above it, I just was like, oh my god, <laughs> there's there's 38 minutes to this, and it's a finale. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little, I just, I think my problem was similar to yours in the sense that there was just too much happening, and not enough actual resolution, and I think... While that wasn't really a direct example I had thought of, I just kind of, I don't know. It just seemed like, you know, don't get me wrong. I loved the gods fighting. I actually have it written as one of the things. I thought that was super cool. But, you know, we have gods fighting. We have the altars fighting. Suddenly Layla's a superhuman or, or isn't an altar, but you know what I'm trying to say, which is its own point that I have. Like, I, I just, there was so much suddenly happening <laughs> and, none happening at the same time. Yeah, it felt
0: really, it felt like they were trying to wrap things up. And I thought for a minute that they were gonna do it. Like about halfway through the episode, I was like, we're progressing. I will admit it felt rushed. The end, Like even if they had completed everything, you know, and not left it quite so open, I think I still would have felt that it was rushed. I felt that you know, the pace was a little too quick. I think that because they were trying to get it in such a short period of time, but at the same time, they actually didn't resolve anything. So there was a lot going on, and only about, till about halfway through did I think they were going to successfully resolve all of the different plot points we have. And then things took a really big left turn, about three quarters of the way through. And I was like, what is, like, what is going on? And also am I actually going to get any closure and resolution from this? The answer is only about 20%. So, yeah.
1: Well, let's get right into specifics here. So let's start with the beginning of this episode, obviously. The one thing I give this show is that we are picking up pretty much almost literally where every single episode leaves off, mm-hmm. or at least maybe like a small time jump. So it's, it is nice for continuity that we're not just, oh, suddenly our heroes are like on a plane. <laughs> we're, you know, fast forwarding. So, obviously, we leave, or we come back where we left off, and Stephen wants to go back for Mark now, personally, and I know I said this at least in the blog, I might have said it during the podcast episode. I love Stephen with a burning passion, however, I did feel that he served his purpose for making mark or yeah making Mark a better person, allowing him to accept himself, realize that the things that he has done he has not been responsible for. Including his brother and everything that happened with his mom and everything. So I felt like he had this really deep purpose to him to really help Mark look inside of himself. And then I understood, like, Mark was like, oh, I need to go back for Steven. But I also kind of thought that his character held the purpose it held. And so I was like, okay, so now we're going back. That's fine. But then I didn't really there was just we had that while we also had Layla and I think my that's where part of my problem started was we had so many split scenes going on where it was like, this is what's happening here. But this is what's happening up here. And this and that and here and and now we're here and now we're back here. (laughs) And this is how this is affecting this. And I was like, hold on <laughs> Let's time out. yeah, I think that didn't first of
0: all, I actually liked that Mark went back for Stephen. I think my interpretation is that you know you said Stephen served his purpose and that's true and that like he learned he taught helped teach Mark to accept himself and I think that's true, but I think part of accepting Mark meant that he had to accept that he had created Stephen why he created Steven and learned to love like even that part of himself. Mm-hmm. So for that reason I actually thought it was very heartwarming that he went back for him and like that they had this like bond and this like symbiotic relationship and then then they showed that throughout the rest of the episode and I definitely have some things I want to point out about their relationship or not even the relationship but how they're able to do that later on but I'll save that for later. So I liked that part a lot. Actually I thought it gave the episode a lot of heart. But to your point, you know, I didn't mind the kind of split attention when it was, like, between two. You know, I think we've seen things like that before. Like, Infinity War is very much split that way. You have kind of Tony, you have Steve, you have the guys and gals in Wakanda. You have, you know, it's so it's different. You know, there's the different locations and each. Oh, and then, of course, the people in space. So you kind of have the different locations, and they're each, you know, going to culminate. I think here, though, I enjoyed it more when it was just the two. So I could see how, like... Mark's actions in the underworld, or the afterlife, I forget what they call it here, how those were doing, he was doing his thing, and then Layla was kind of doing her thing, and I knew those stories were going to come together. But then when she kind of broke off from Harrow, that's when I was like, all right, now there's a lot going on, you know, now we're following Mark and Steven, now we're following Harrow, now we're following Layla, and then, you know, at the same time, Ami was coming out, and so there was, like, all this, like, happening, and, like, this is supposed to be the big climactic moment, but we don't even have our hero in the room, and I was like, what is going on? I feel like that's the theme of this episode, what is going on?
1: <laughs> yeah, at one point, I <laughs> wrote in my notes, I hate this show. What the heck is even happening? <laughs> Just because I was so fed up, because I was like, what? Cause, and I know what that is, too specifically which I know we'll get to later but the fact that you were just like what asking what is happening I had to throw in that I also didn't know it was happening yeah no there was just a lot of story going on in a lot of places and then to your point so we were right about the fact that or at least we brought up at one point that Layla would probably be the one to free Kantu Uh, and I think we brought that up last episode just because we Really looked at the time and said, there's no time for Mark to be the one to do that.
0: Yeah. Also, how does Mark come out of the underworld if without
1: Khonshu? Well, but I wanted to ask about that because how does that work? Because Mark came back because him and Steven's heart was whole. Was filled.
0: Well, Osiris let them out, but the reason that he could go back to his body was because of his service to Kanchu. Okay. Yeah, like he let their my under. Okay, I am by no means an expert here, but I'm <laughs> my interpretation is because Tawaret comes out in the boat and she's like, "Oh, Osiris, you big softy!" So he let them out. And then their souls were allowed to go, but like their souls can't go back to a dead body, right? Or like at least a body riddled with bullet holes, because of course they have to go back to a dead body because their body's dead. But what happens is then, at least in my interpretation, is that because of his the healing ability of his service to Konchu, that's when you see the the scene of the bullets popping out of the body because his body is literally healing from the inside out and pushing the foreign object out as his soul re-enters.
1: Okay. Yeah, I kind of was getting that thought, but I also was kind of confused. I'm also not gonna lie, I thought that Mark was going to push Steven through the door. The way that they showed that scene, it didn't seem like both of them were coming through the door. I was so nervous <laughs> I was when, they, when he
0: like, you know, got up and then the bullets fall and you don't you can't tell cuz he's not talking. You don't know which one it is. You're like, "Oh my god, I don't think he brought both of them." And then Mark started talking. And I was like, "Oh, thank God. Like they both are back."
1: Yeah. That's exactly how I was cuz I thought Mark shoved Steven through the door. Yeah. And then the sand or whatever got to him. But yeah, I, so that was fine. Now we're now we're in One Piece, you know, he becomes Moon Knight again. Okay. they they caught me up i was fine (laughs) and then you know at this point the gods were fighting which was kind of cool like i said earlier i thought that was a really cool aspect i thought it was cool to see ami and khonshu i was really banking on all the other gods getting freed and they weren't so i was a little sad about that because i wanted to see them all well especially when she pulls that
0: avatar who's dying she pulls him into a room and it looks like it's the hallway to the room with the statues. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, he's going to tell her to release the other gods to fight Ami. But all he says instead was he need more avatars. And I was like, well, still maybe. Like, if they're not released, they can't have avatars. Yeah. So I was like, maybe he means for her to do both, like release them and then find them avatars. But I thought the same thing. That didn't. Although, although I could see a world if, you know how. The I mean clearly the temple is destroyed and he says, well they it's it's implied that the only way that they can be released is if you break the statue in the sacred temple because he talks about that being the source of all their power blah blah blah. I could see a world in which because the temple was destroyed those statues fell off the shell like you know or were crushed on the sacred ground and the gods were released, and it's just something we didn't see. Like, if we do get a season two, I could see that being almost like a flashback scene or something, or like a, you know how they do those, like, contextual fill-ins or whatever? Yeah. Where suddenly you see that, like, all of these gods were actually released during that big fight, and nobody was really paying attention, because they were paying attention to, obviously, Ami, who was, like, the big threat on hand.
1: Yeah. And actually, before we get to the next part of the show, and move into that part, I actually want to bring up something, I mean, it's kind of that part, but sort of, that I didn't really get, and this was another slight continuity issue for me, was when we were down in the underworld, so last episode, and Tabaret was like, oh my gosh, these souls are all getting sent back. There were so many of them, right? Yeah, I think. But then we that saw that scene later, you know, where Mark was actually fighting Harrow, and his followers are out there, like sending all the souls down because he wasn't sending a ton of souls down initially
0: yeah i mean the only thing that could make that work is if they were there were scenes in between kind of when they stop at that roadblock and when they get to the pyramid that he was kind of sending them along the way and it's just not necessarily explicitly shown in the episode because i was also thinking the same thing i was like there's maybe seven people here like there were twenty, thirty, forty souls being sent down. Like there was a large well, number. And they number. were being
1: sent down continuously, yeah. That's why I was really thrown off because we we were under the impression with that that um, like Ami's out, she's doing it all herself, you know, whatever. And that doesn't necessarily line up logically with what we then saw this episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was just thinking the same thing, too. Like, I think you and I both assumed that when Mark and Steven got out, she would already be out. And she was, but not with nearly enough time for what they were doing above to have affected Mark and Stephen. Not that it affected them, but for them to have seen the ripple effects below the way they did. I agree. I don't think the timing quite lines up.
1: Yeah, it it just didn't seem weird so it it, that threw me off but if we want to move into the next part so the guy tells layla we need more altars so i was also under the impression she was going to throw but all the statues down instead layla's like i'm going to become an altar avatar oh my gosh i'm so sorry avatar (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to be part of my husband's
0: (laughs) did yeah yeah
1: i knew i'd do it at some point with them being similar enough words that i knew i would i would avatar my apologies and then layla's an avatar (laughs) i mean i i didn't know how i felt about this because on its own i would have been i loved it see okay see on its own i would have been i was there for it but i felt that there was a slight aspect for me that because we didn't get a lot of the actual moon knight it took away from him just because we did have like in retrospect to a lot of the other shows We were very, okay, yes, we had a lot of Mark and Steven, but we were very limited in actual Moon Knight action shots. Oh, agreed. Yeah, and even this episode, I thought there could have been more, but my big problem was, I know, I love, and like, this would have been like almost a sequel kind of thing, like a season two kind of thing for her to become an avatar. But instead, it happened in the season finale, or series finale, we aren't confirmed. (laughs) Um, But instead, it happened there, and I just kind of felt, That there was a part of it that just took away from him coming back and him doing what he had to do. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I can see that argument. I think I didn't mind it quite as much, honestly, that it happened so early on in the episode, probably about midway through or like 60% of the way through. I just thought she was awesome. I love the traditional, like, Egyptian look that she had. She actually, I actually said out loud to myself, She's like a female Egyptian falcon. Yeah. Like, that's how she looked with the wings. So that was pretty awesome. I really enjoyed that. Just for you guys who may not be familiar, I did do a quick little lookup after the episode. Her hero name is the Scarlet Scarab, and she's actually, like, in... I believe in the comics, naturally she'd be in the comics, <laughs> that was dumb, but um <laughs> she's called the Scarlet Scarab and she is actually an Egyptian hero, and that's why then looking back in the episode, I'm just jumping forward really quickly for a minute, there's that scene where she's saving the, the young girl from the van, being trampled by the van. And the little girl or young girl looks at her and she says, are you an Egyptian hero and superhero? And she says, yes, I am. And that was pretty cool because, like, that's part of
1: the Scarlet Scarab's identity was being from Egypt. Well, actually, I didn't know that. But now that you just said that, they made a hint towards her name in the episode. Yes. And earlier, too. Well, I don't know about... I don't know. You can get to that in a second. But when the Scarab is placed on at the time, Mark slash Stephen's dead body. And obviously it's placed right near the bullet holes, which would be Scarlet as they're red oh, blood. Oh, that's smart. And the Scarab is next to it. So there you get the Scarlet Scarab, and she's the one who picks up the Scarab.
0: Yeah, see, I was not surprised then by her name because at some point in the series, I think it's Harrow who says to her, oh, you were your father's little Scarab. That was... Her father's nickname for her. Mm. So that's the other thing that I was like, Oh, that's a slight Easter egg because she obviously goes on to become like Scarlet Scarab, who, by the way, kicks butt and takes name. I just have to jump into it now because I've been waiting to talk about this scene, like, basically since we hopped on this call. But the scene where she's fighting with Moon Knight and Mr. Knight, and they're like switching between Mark and Steven, and then she's kicking butt, and then Steven's kicking butt, and then Mark's kicking butt. That's what I thought we were going to get the whole time. Like, Throughout the whole series, you know, not necessarily Layla, because I didn't expect that. That was something that came out of left field for me. But the idea of and even not necessarily Mark and Steven switching, but the idea of Mr. Knight going out there and just kicking butt and taking names and Moon Knight doing the same thing and seeing them in their element, just absolutely tearing through people like that's what I expected the whole show to be. I felt like that's how they marketed the show to be was that. We were going to see Moon Knight doing all this crazy stuff. And we were going to see him in action all the time. And he was actually probably only suited up for maybe 20, 25 minutes throughout six episodes. So I was like, here's a little microcosm of what I expected and what I wanted. And so that made me really happy.
1: Yeah. No, I, the scenes themselves were great. And so I don't want to take away from the fact that, you know, Le- with everything with Layla, I just kind of was like... It it felt weird just because of its placement location to, because to your point, we didn't get a lot of Moon Knight, you know, doing what he had to do. We had, what, two, three full episodes where he wasn't even suited up at all? Yeah. So, other than, like, maybe a flashback. So, I guess for me, it was just kind of like, you know, the main hero, we didn't actually really see him being a hero, and then... Now we randomly had (laughs) Layla suit up. So I just, it was a little just off for me, but I did love it. That doesn't mean I didn't, but I actually, I thought of this when I was watching and then I saw somebody on Twitter pointed out, she very much gave Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes. That was my second thought. Well, my first thought was actually
0: Wonder Woman. And then I went to female Egyptian Falcon and then I circled back to Wonder Woman 1984, but, but like same visual vibes
1: for sure. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agreed. But, oh, another thing I wanted to talk about, I just want to make sure I remembered. In that whole scene as well, then we have both of the gods fighting in the background. And I just would love to know what people saw. <laughs> and I would love to know how avatars and gods work after seeing that. It's an eternal celestial
0: moment all over again. Like, how does a giant space being come out of the Earth not get noticed by millions of people? How do how does a giant crocodile and a giant bird carcass head not get noticed by the millions of people who live in Cairo or however many what the population is of Cairo? I'm not sure off the top of my head, but it's a
1: very populous city. I'm sorry. What? Well, and I just I was just like I said, very confused because I I guess and this is partially because we didn't ever see this before. But I saw that Mark could see Khonshu, which made sense. He was his avatar. So that's why I was trying to figure out, can no one else see your god except you? So to Mark, it was just Khonshu fighting something there. And to Harrow, it was just Ami fighting someone there. Because I was like, what can people see? I'm so confused. And I'm also so confused because A little bit of the god is, like, the spirit of the god is essentially within other, in their avatar. That's the whole thing. So, I just was like, so how are they both just, like, in a fight right now? (laughs) I think my brain was just tired. I don't know. But I just was really struggling during this fight scene. I
0: genuinely think, Katie, you're overthinking this one. That's what I think. (laughs) Um... Because it seemed that Layla could see both Ami and Kanchu, and considering neither one of them is her patron god, I, I don't know if patron god is even the right term, but that's the term I'm going to use right now, neither one is obviously her patron god. Maybe only avatars can see the gods, but I don't know. People seem to be freaking out, although that was mostly the purple light
1: coming off the pyramid, but still. Although, now again, now that I think about it, all of Harrow's followers could see Ami. So Yeah. So I have to think that all people could.
0: So no one was questioning that. Apparently not. Either that or in whatever next property that's not MOM that comes out, maybe we're gonna see a news story where it's like giant lizard over <laughs> like Cairo. It'll be their new version of Godzilla and and Kong. <laughs> or or um Dr. Connor's g
1: Dr. Connor's at it again. Yeah. <laughs> Although he doesn't exist in this universe, but still. No, yeah. It was just, yeah, but I did, that fight scene was absolutely immaculate. I loved it, thought it was awesome. Didn't know how Hera was kicking butt the way he was, because I also was like, my guy, what? (laughs) He also has glass in his shoes. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
0: let's not forget.
1: (laughs) Don't forget the glass. But let's talk about the big thing. The
0: elephant in the room.
1: Which is Mr. Jake Lockley. Yeah, I really,
0: all right, time out. I have to say this, (laughs) before Mark had his blackout, I was like, oh my god, they teased this character the whole time. There were like little bits and pieces where they were like, Jake, 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 and then they got really explicit. They were like, Jake, 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 and I was like, he's coming, and then he like just did not come, and I was like, they're gonna go this whole time and just troll us, and Jake's not coming. Then Mark blacked out, and I was like, oh man, and it went from like this like relatively contained battle scene to, like, complete and utter carnage, and there was an axe out of, like, coming out of Harrow's head, and I was like... that was a lot. (laughs) Wow! You really did some damage here, Jake Lockley.
1: Yeah, I also, yeah. Okay, the blackout and all that, Yes. I was very adamant last episode that I thought Jake would appear at the end of this episode or in a end credit scene, so I'm not entirely surprised that it kind of ended up how I sort of thought it would, just because I, I at the time I thought Steven might be gone, so I was saying, you know, you're not going to have the character... Of Moon Knight and not have... The D.I.D. element. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not going to not have the D.I.D. element. So even if Steven was gone, I was definitely sitting there thinking, you know, we'll get Jake as a tease into, you know, there's more to come and there is going to be another altar. So I wasn't surprised. I was surprised about the, the gruesomeness, but I also wasn't fully because we had sort of also said, you know... In comparison, Jake is a little less held back, and I know a lot of people are saying, no, Jake's not the evil, and no, evil's not the word anybody, or I should not say, but anybody on this podcast is using, uh, just more of the one who doesn't really care. He'll do what it takes to get things done, uh, and I think that's what we see when we hit that end credit scene.
0: Yeah, let's unpack that, because, okay, I have a complicated feel relationship with Kanju not as complicated obviously as mark steven and jake but like i think i wanted him to be less of a jerk yeah like if my hero right which i don't dislike moon knight or dislike mark or steven in fact i empathize with them a lot right you know you've seen that they've both of them have had to deal with a lot mm-hmm. Blah 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 so i wanted them to have a god that i that or serve a god that I felt like actually cared about them in some way, it wasn't just using them for his own means. And then he basically is like, he was using the body when it was Mark without Stephen's consent. And then now that Mark's decided he doesn't want to give the consent anymore, he's using the body behind his back as jake and that's just like so underhanded i have like i'm so angry
1: but how (laughs) is what my question was because for one which i think was one of the problems i had with the show going all the way back to our point from, or not the show the episode from the very beginning of when we were saying there were a lot of things that needed answers and we didn't really get them and this was one of them for me especially when you get done doing an entire episode pretty much showcasing how Mark knew of Stephen's existence his entire life. You cannot tell me the man who has DID and knows what it's like to change altars isn't weirded out by his blackout. We see him react to it, knows he did it, and then he's just like, Ahaha ha ha anyway, moving on with my life, doesn't think of it, anything of it, and isn't realizing he's doing it when now him and Stephen are so integrated that... When he was like, Steven, that wasn't you, Stephen was like, not at all. I see that two ways. Like, I see an answer to that in two ways.
0: One is that because he's so aware of Stephen, I wonder if he's, like, overconfident in his ability to be aware of his other alters. That being so aware of Stephen has almost made him complacent when it comes to that type of thing. Because he's like, oh, it just had to have been Stephen because... He's the one that I, not consciously created, but like, is so, to your point, aware of Stephen and his existence and why Stephen was created. What I want to understand is at what point did he create Mark that he was so traumatized as likely an adult, but again, we don't know that, that he didn't even know he created another being. Like So he created Stephen to keep his hope alive as a child when he was dealing with his mother and those horrible beatings and all of the horribleness that he dealt with there. But then if Jake is so brutal, what was he a reaction to? You know, like, that's what I want to know. So yeah, a little off topic there. But I think <laughs> circling back to my my main point being, it could be that he was just overconfident. The other thing then is, I wonder if because he and Steven both can communicate now, can actively say to one another, wasn't me i i'm not aware of what we did that now they can kind of go on almost like and maybe this will be saved for a season two or a future moon knight appearance they can almost go on a journey of trying to find out who is this third altar because now there is that cooperation and communication and we're just like not seeing it yet because they couldn't introduce yet another element in the season finale or series season or series finale that already wasn't really
1: accomplishing the job of closure or resolution. Yeah, I just thought it was weird. Oh, I agree. <laughs> because of, especially when Stephen confirmed it wasn't him that obviously did the brutal killings, it's not like he wasn't aware that, well, that would mean that if I blocked out and Stephen didn't do it, somebody else just took control of my body. Well, not to mention this has happened to them before, when they stabbed that young kid. Yeah, well, and when they were going back and forth, even... When they were still pretty separated, that is what they would happen. And while Mark knew there was an altar, Stephen did not. But Stephen knew he was having these blackouts, and they were getting worse and worse. And was like, what is going on? So it was weird that that was how they went about it. Because I did not at all expect that to be how they went about Jake. Yeah. And then we got that end credit scene where... And you kind of brought up how, with Khonshu... And that's kind of what made me think, how is Mark so unaware? Because if Jake is going to still suit up as Moon Knight and, be Con- and do Conchu's bidding, I mean, there's aspects of that that Mark can be aware of. You know, even if Conchu doesn't show to Jake, that means Jake has to take control, which... That was a whole thing that we had a battle about with Jake and Steven or Jake and Steven, Mark and Steven. There are so many (laughs) (laughs) to keep track of right now. But that was a battle we kept seeing was that the person who is currently, and I'm going to steal again from Split and say in the light, wouldn't relinquish control. So it was like, and then there's the whole reflection thing. (laughs) I don't know. I just using everything we learned about his form of D.I.D., which obviously is going to be a little different. It's made for a superhero show. It just applying that to Jake. I'm like, how is Mark just like, ah, ha, ha, Steven and I live a life with the two goldfish? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just have a lot of questions. I, I also just thought of one other thing that really made me angry at Conchu. And it was when he said the line, something about Mark being more disturbed than he even knows. And I was like, How many times have we heard the phrase in relation to Mark and Conchie's relationship that Mark was taken advantage of, that he took advantage of Mark's disorder in order to force him, and obviously the situation, in order to force him into servitude? Well, now he's taking advantage of it again in a different way and almost like smugly saying, oh, yeah, this guy's so messed up. He doesn't even know. Like, he thought he knew how messed up he is. He's so much worse than that. And
1: because of that, I get everything I want. And I'm like, dude, you're literally the worst. Well, I want to throw a theory out. And this is loosely based on something I saw on Twitter, but that wasn't really a theory. It was just like, an offshoot kind of thing that somebody said but it made me think of this theory and i don't have the person's handle or anything because i was just scrolling and kind of saw it i was like oh okay interesting when you had brought up how jake was possibly created uh and now that you are saying all this with Konshu and everything and once again taking advantage of mark and his disorder somebody was talking about how it's Jake is kind of like the overprotective brother in the sense that you know instead of because it was in the argument I was reading an argument thread about stop calling him evil kind of thing and somebody said you know this is kind of how I look at it and I actually really like that and I like the idea behind the fact that so this is my thought (laughs) moving forward that we were or we see that Jake is actually created more so from the fact that I mean, first off, Stephen and Mark died and came back to life. That's a traumatic event. <laughs> so, and not that we didn't see possible hints toward Jake before, but just as one thing that they've gone through and for the sake of Konshu's mission. And I think even Layla at one point says to Konshu, he died because of you. Yeah. He did what he did because of you and what you ha- needed him to do. So I almost see it as Jake was now created to spare both now almost doing what Mark did for Stephen to spare Stephen all those terrible years with their mother let him have a childhood and and you know have a place to escape to for him it's now almost like Mark created another altar on his own account to do all the really nasty with so that Mark on his own brain no longer is doing it interesting yeah but I'm personally okay with the sake of this episode, but I've got more to say in the long run. How are you on on, moving on? There's one more thing
0: I want to talk about. Go off. And I think it might spark a real conversation. Oh, no. (laughs) Why did we go back to the hospital? And what was it? And what
1: does it mean? (laughs) Ah, I'm really kind of glad you said it. I was skipping it. Because I kind of mentioned it. When I said that one of my points literally was, I hate the show. What the heck is going on? Or what the heck is happening? That was to that. Okay. Okay, (laughs) good. Good. We went back to the hospital, and I was like, I swear to God, if they tell me none of that was real either, I'm going to blow. Well, yeah, because
0: the whole way that it made sense in my head last episode was that this was the underworld, and that's what it was supposed to be. That's why they exited and they were on Tawaret's ship and then he was fully in his own body and i was like why are you back in the hospital and then he like chooses to walk out and suddenly like everything's hunky door like i don't understand it did not
1: make any sense i don't have an explanation i don't have a way of explaining it i don't know I I just, I'm glad we got out of the hospital because I was like, if this is where the show ends, I'm I'm mad. I'm going to be so angry because I was like, you cannot give me everything that just happened. And then just be like, or was that not real either? Oh my god, I was like, I felt my blood pressure rising. I was like, don't do this to me. I guess
0: the only way that it makes sense in my head is like, wasn't that like one of the last scenes before Mark and Steven like truly came together like I'm just wondering if that was like the last I think so the last step towards their cooperation and symbiotic relationship not sure why we had to go to the hospital to achieve
1: it but that's the only thing that makes sense to me it also sounded like Jake's voice that's what I thought I was that's not Mark's accent but then I was confused because Jake was and now not for that but he was speaking Spanish later in the end credit scene and the problem I'm pointing out is more We haven't fully established Jake, his accent, his background, any of that. So I was like, maybe Jake doesn't actually have a New York accent. And I'm making this up in my head because I'm thinking taxi driver, all that. That's where my brain's at. I heard it. I live in New York. I heard it. No, no, no. I know. I know. I'm saying, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying for the sake of maybe, like, we heard it, but maybe, you know, then we never actually hear Jake speak English confirmed as jake yes we do yes we do he says some
0: words to Hera when he's pushing him out or he says the thing to the nurse he talks to the nurse and that's
1: in english yeah but i didn't really hear a new york accent there yeah i did because i was like that's not mark i could tell immediately it wasn't mark i like that you knew it was even oscar isaac i was like
0: who is it <laughs> oh, i knew i was like as soon as he came out with the gloves because they're like driving gloves
1: i was like that's jake oh i just thought they were trying to because the thing was was an uncredit scene can always mean so many things, and the problem was, was I didn't know if they were connecting it to something else, so I was like, who's here with the gloves? Yeah, see, my
0: first thought was, like, are they gonna bring in Blade? Like, I was so excited, because he's been in an uncredit scene before, I was like, who else could they bring in from, like, Midnight Suns that would work here? So my first thought was Blade, but then I could tell from the accent, I was like, oh, that's Jake. Like, my first two thoughts were Blade and then Jake, and they started talking, and I was like, Jake's here. Jake's here, and he's going to kill this guy. And then when you saw the nurse that was, like, stabbed, the male nurse, I was like, oh, it's Jake. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you're better than I am in that one. I just kind of was like, I wonder what's going on. (laughs) But then at that point, I was putting it together because I was like, oh, Jake, taxi driver, limo, kind of trying to keep that like continuity from the comics. Yeah. So I was like, oh, but like up until I really was like, who knows, anything could happen. (laughs) I even loved the way he like
0: kicked over the wheelchair. Like, he's just like an aggressive dude. And I was like, you
1: know what, that little moment, I was like, that was perfect. But- Since we're talking about end credit scenes, and since I'm assuming that's kind of the end of the episode itself thoughts, I was very surprised at the lack of end credit scenes this entire show had. Agreed. It had one. I was also really surprised that not a single one of them set anything up For the future with someone else, it's set up possibly and what I would assume will be a season two. So I thought that was kind of interesting because it had the same air of what Loki did, but then we got a confirmation for season two. Right. So I was a little thrown off that we didn't get, you know, something else to kind of connect us to something, you know, because right now, and now I didn't mind this at all during the show, we don't know where Moon Knight stands. He is not connected to anybody in the MCU right now, and that is perfectly fine. That's not a problem. I just was a little surprised that they didn't give us maybe a little breadcrumb to where he might go. Yeah, I, to
0: your point, and we we definitely talked about this last week, I really thought we were going to get some sort of hint at Midnight Suns. Again, just knowing how many of those characters are either in development or have in some way or another found themselves on screen, whether that's just their voice or physically... So I, too, am very surprised that that didn't, you know, I I know they're probably going to take a little bit of time to formulate that, but if two characters already exist, why can you not then at least start it? Do you all have, do you have to bring them all together all at once? Or can you start, you know, the way the Avengers did, it was like a couple would work together here and there, like Black Widow and Iron Man, you know, they kind of were getting together. And then when they all came together, it was less like weird, because it wasn't six strangers. It was, oh, I know you. And they know each
1: other like you know what i mean yeah yeah no i just was a little thrown off because i did expect what well, i expected two end credit scenes first off oh yeah i sat there through the whole thing and i was like where's the next one oh i i didn't bother I, I clicked through and saw that there wasn't one so i was like okay i guess it's the end but i was very thrown off by that just because i do feel like usually and, and like i said at least with loki we got a confirmation that season two was happening immediately yeah so it wasn't really like oh i don't What's really gonna go on here? Like, right now, there's so many unanswered questions for the show itself. And because we don't have the confirmation that we're going to get more directly in a show, it's a little like, okay, so now what? I don't see them making it a movie. No.
0: Like, I don't see them going show to movie. I think it has to be a season two. I wish they would just tell us that already. The same way, to your point, like they did with Loki. Like, now we know to expect Loki. It's
1: filming now. Like, what is going to happen to Moon Knight? And it makes sense that it ends the way it does. Because the thing is, is like, think about a normal TV show. And I know for some people, maybe that's hard because we, you know, if you're about any younger age, you grew up pretty much binging at this point. Yeah. And have probably been binging and streaming for the past how many years? But a normal TV show... You normally, you know, there's a season finale that has something major that happens and the very first episode of the next season solves that or at least gets into it. And that's why, you know, as somebody who would stream, you know, I owe oh, my golden rule was always if I'm watching a season finale, I have to watch the, at least the next episode that follows yeah. to answer what it, what happened. Or at least the beginning of it. Like, yeah. if
0: it's gonna resolve it in the first 15 minutes, you gotta watch the first 15 minutes, because there's no way I'm sitting through that cliffhanger.
1: Yeah, but you always knew with the cliffhanger that there was gonna be an answer to it in the next season. Because we're not confirmed to have another season, right now we have to look at it like, that was a dumb way to end. Yeah, and I think that's my overall feeling. Like,
0: if Marvel came out tomorrow. And was like, "Surprise, we're going to release Moon Knight season 2 in 2024." I'd be like, "Fantastic. That's a little far away, but fantastic. Like I can binge it again before the show." Awesome, works for me. But until then, I'm kind of going to be like, "Uh, what?"
1: Yeah. Well then, let's just throw it out. What were our overall thoughts on the show as a whole to wrap up this episode? Oh, you're making
0: me go first? I am making you go first. Rats, I always like I it go when first you go the I know. That's cuz I I like it better that way. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to say it because it's on tape. You all know that Moon Knight was the show that I was most excited for this year. It did not meet my expectations. Um, I didn't dislike it, but I think for a few factors, I thought it was kind of paced oddly. In some ways, this is a good thing, but in other ways, I'm comfortable with the formula. The idea that, like, you know, you kind of build, and then episode five, you're, like, really there, and then episode six, you kind of resolve it. Honestly, episode six felt like an episode five to me until the last 10 minutes. So I I guess for that reason, I was struggling. I also, there wasn't enough Moon Knight. I think the way that they were showing all these clips and these trailers, like it was like, we were going to get Moon Knight every episode. He was going to kick butt all the time. And we've harped on it a million times, but he just wasn't there. Now, what did I like? Oscar Isaac, of course. Everybody's talking about how brilliant his performance is. I mean, he was 90% of the reason I was so excited for this show anyway, because quite frankly, I knew nothing about Moon Knight before I started my research. I also like the doors that it's open. I think season two could be really interesting if it does go that direction. But overall, I would have to rank it kind of lower in terms of some of the other shows that we've had come out in the past, you know, year and change. Okay. So I don't really like to
1: agree with Taylor. <laughs> we all know this, Caitlin. Personally, I just don't. But I will say, now, I had actually changed my mind a little bit in the predictions episode. So mine is also sitting on tape. (laughs) Because initially I did say my, I was really looking forward to She-Hulk because I'm, and I still very much am. But as I was redoing more research on Moon Knight, I was getting very excited about this because of the premise of it for multiple reasons. And I know in the predictions episode, I went over those, but it had a lot of things that I was interested in, you know, the egyptian mythology and you know all of the background and history on it and with did and all the things i know about that so being able to have a character that i could see and you know kind of pick apart here and there to see what it was like how marvel did it all sorts of stuff so i had said i was very much looking forward to this one in the aspect of the egypt in the things i liked in the egyptian culture and the history of it and in the and the mythology, and then in the DID aspect, I really liked it. I thought there was, and granted over the course of our recordings, I went over some of the things that were like, these are clearly not going to be accurate for people who have DID. But like I said, superhero version of it, I understand. But I actually really liked those aspects of it. I think my biggest problem was I felt that it was really up and down. And I felt like... it. and maybe that was because the first two episodes, they were really trying to give us the disconnect between who Steven is and who Mark is. But I felt like, okay, I really like this. And then we hit episode two and I was like, I'm a little confused, but that's fine. (laughs) And then I really like three and four, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, like I'm following, we're getting what we're doing. And And I was distracted enough by everything going on that I didn't really feel like oh, poo, we don't really have, like, a superhero, like, that's you know, because I was like, oh, he's in the tomb, like, they're having a good time, they're still gonna do what they gotta do, like, I was all for the Indiana Jones vibe, and then episode five had me so confused, <laughs> and we were on such a big journey that, you know, took an entire episode, but in the meantime, took us completely away from our plot. Yeah. And what was really happening And then it left episode six to be like, oh, let's clean up. You know, we just made a massive mess of all things. Your brain is blown away because of all the things we just showed you that you still don't know half things are real, half if they're not. And then it just felt like with six being so, to your point, kind of rushed. I just feel like I never got to settle into the show. I felt like every time I turned it on, I never really knew what I was getting. And not in a good way. I just was like... Now I'm more confused, and I always felt it, it was because at least with Wandavision it was meant to be very weird in that way. And then at the ending, we wrapped up. I got it. It might have been underwhelming, as we like to call oh it. Oh my god! But, there we go. <laughs> but it was an ending. Like every point essentially was wrapped up. Did we get Mephisto? No. But now I got an answer that we didn't get Mephisto. You know? Yeah. So I think my problem just being I I never felt comfortable. I never felt that I understood the premise of the show.
0: Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Like, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Like, why am I not? Like, normally, I am so into these shows. Like, every single one that's come out prior to this, I've been like, oh my god, is it Wednesday? Or in some cases, for the earlier ones, Friday. Like, oh my god, I can't wait. Like, I'm so excited to see what X, Y, and Z happens. Like, blah, 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 blah. But because there was, like, so much happening at the same time that, like, didn't, almost work together i like didn't even know what i was hoping for other than like more moon Knight. so i was like i think that's a really good way to put it like i never quite settled into the show and then i was just like oh it's wednesday like time to watch moon Knight. and again i didn't dislike the show but it did not hook me in the way that the others did
1: well and i don't i don't know if i said this on one of our recordings but i know taylor and i were having a conversation about it So when I had missed one of our episodes due to a travel conflict and I wasn't able to record and Davis, thankfully, was able to come in and fill in for me, VIP, I genuinely told Taylor when we were getting ready to record for episode three, I said, I just watched episode two last night. I watched episode three earlier. I, for the first time, didn't have the push to watch it. Like, I forgot about it. Didn't even think about it. I realized, oh, shoot, I have to watch it because I have to watch episode three. Yeah. And I don't, I did not have that experience with any others. I can tell you especially, okay, so obviously I'm very impartial towards Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Everybody, well, I'm impartial towards all of the four (laughs) that came out last year because literally almost every single one of my favorite characters was in them. But everybody knows that my absolute favorite goes to Bucky, and so I was clearly going to be impartial towards The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, though I can pick apart the problems to it as well. But like Taylor was even saying, we were talking prior to this call, you know, that finale had us screaming and like throwing ourselves to the floor with just the amazing things that were going on and just it wrapped everything in a bow and put it perfectly and everything was done and executed so well. And I think, too, the fact
0: that you and I have such visceral memories of watching that finale, like, I'm not going to remember watching this finale a month from now. It did not leave that type of lasting impression, whereas, like, I literally remember you and I were home alone, we had gotten Chinese food, (laughs) we were, like, eating, like, kings, watching, you know, Sam come in this super super comic-accurate suit, like... I have... Su- it was a beautiful sunny day. Like, I have such vivid memories that I could literally replay us watching that
1: just from memory alone. Like, this was not memorable enough for me to be able to do that. I mean, I don't even remember really... the The... Only stuff I remember from WandaVision is her flying away and the CGI looked bad. And we were like, oh, the CGI looks bad. I remember that. And underwhelming. And that we thought it was underwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) And then the only thing from Loki I remember is that him and Sylvie killed Kang. And then she kissed him, pushed him to a doorway, and he was in the wrong universe. And that is all I remember from that.
0: I honestly didn't even remember how it ended. The only thing I could remember from the finale was that it said there was a
1: season two. Yeah. So for me to be able to, with two others, and even with Hawkeye, I don't fully remember most of what happened. In the finale. And we loved... That was our favorite show of 2021. Yeah. And I remember uh, good bits of it, but that was also more recent. The fact that we still remember so plainly what happened in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale, like, that says enough for how that ended. Whether the rest of the show was amazing or not, or what your thoughts were, it had a very strong ending. Mm-hmm. I mean, even sitting here now, when we were trying to go through the episode, and I was trying to keep us on track of, like, not getting too far ahead without talking about something else. I I was like, what happened? What actually happened? I watched it 10 minutes before this and I was still blanking. Yeah, I watched it this morning. So I really was like, I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, I just, it was like, it had the perfect ingredients. I just, it somehow, it didn't come out of the oven right. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion. And I don't think that goes to anything. The actors, phenomenal. I mean, the costumes, phenomenal. Everything was great. I just don't know what... Wasn't right. I think it's. I think you really hit it on the
0: nose when you said you couldn't settle into the show. I think it was doing. It zigged and zagged too much. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to give the audience a chance to, like, come in, understand a little bit what's going on, get a little bit of a feel for it before you, like, completely take the rug out from underneath them. It definitely, like, it pulled the rug out a few times, and I think a few times too many because to your point you couldn't quite grasp the show before all of a sudden it was pivoting into something completely different and completely like almost seeming
1: unrelated in some instances
0: and then it was just it was very disjointed i
1: thought well you know what i know i was home recently our dad's been watching the show as he does normally he watches them with us but we have taught him disney plus (laughs) and even he was kind of like, this is a pretty weird one, huh? <laughs> and he totally, like, and,
0: and just for, like, a little bit of background, he watched WandaVision with us. Yep. He watched parts of Loki, because sometimes we just didn't wait for him. We were, like, you are taking too long. Yeah.
1: But, like, he watched parts of Loki with us. He watched parts of Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. And he watched Hawkeye with you. He's not, those are not as, I'm talking weird. Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh. Like, yeah, like, the weird
0: Sorry. ones. Not Not in a bad way, but, like, the ones that are, like, not, like, street level, like blah, 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 which is fine. Yeah. So like, he would come in and be like, these are odd or like, these are weird. But like, I think and I obviously didn't have the conversation with him. But just the, the tone that you use, I think he's using weird and like not as positive. Like, I think everybody kind of feels and I don't want to speak for everyone. But I think a lot of people feel like you just couldn't really wrap your head around this one in a way that made it enjoyable to watch not that it wasn't enjoyable but you know what i mean
1: well and i think that that gives context because remember i and you know we might be guilty of this too sometimes We are MCO nerds. We sit here, we watch everything as soon as it comes out. Because of the podcast, we cover it in depth. You know, we look into much more theories than I think we would have, you know, five years ago even. I mean, when I was sitting in Age of Ultron, I had no clue what was going on, but I was like, this is a good movie. I need to get into this stuff. I wasn't researching everything. I just was like, I guess I gotta watch these other movies. So, as people who I guess I should say aren't really casual fans, we're more like very devoted, in-depth fans... For us to have this point of view, I wonder for someone who's a little more casual, even like our dad, who sits there and watches this and is like, I, I'm confused. Yeah. This is weird. I don't, I don't understand. Like, I'm not following the show. And it's not
0: even because it leans so heavily on, like, past lore. Like, I think you can say that, like, some shows are tough to follow if you're a new fan because it's so heavily reliant on the audience knowing like WandaVision yeah on the audience knowing what had happened in the last or Loki actually both of those are absolute perfect examples yeah I mean even Falcon and the War Soldier like how much does it rely on the idea of the blip and Steve's legacy like if you're not familiar with Steve Rogers you're like who the heck is the Steve guy that they keep talking about that's like up on this like pedestal like can do no wrong and apparently is dead question mark nobody knows yeah but like so many of the shows like rely so much on the Lord like that's hard if you're a new fan, because if you've only seen the movies once, or like only some of the movies, you're like, what are they referencing? And how does, like, it, it furthers the plot, but I don't understand. This doesn't even have anything to do with the MCU, other than a few, you know, references to some cities that we know, and I still didn't get it. So it's like, you know, if you're a new fan, it's not even because you may not be as familiar with the MCU, it's just hard to follow.
1: Yeah. Well, and that, and that's why, like I said, you know, sometimes we can fall under... A curtain and, you know, we're getting distracted by the fact that we might know something and we, you know, we don't even think about it sometimes. We try to give background even on here sometimes to characters or things, you know, because we never know when a new listener doesn't also know that much about the MCU. So we try to cover the bases, but it can be blinding to be so involved in the MCU and not really you know whatever so to kind of have somebody's point of view who maybe doesn't really watch it as regularly doesn't really care if they miss an episode because i can tell you the man probably watched two to three of the falcon and the winter soldier episodes <laughs> he definitely he didn't definitely watch all missed of half it. of loki yeah exactly and he's just like whatever that's fine i <laughs> like he it didn't affect him but you know to me i, I look at it and i'm like You know, we we get under this Marvel does no wrong, but then there are the people who I think, you know, don't have that idea because they're not as devoted and maybe they aren't following. So to kind of have that same point of view, it was just a thought process, but it wasn't overall a bad show. Like I said, it had the makings of all the right things. Just, I don't know if it was left in the oven too long or not long enough, but it just didn't come out right, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, agreed. There's one last thing I want to talk about before we call it a wrap on Moon Knight potentially season one who knows where is he going next oh my
1: god i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got done telling you how confused i was by this series i have no clue where he's going next and that's actually kind of what i was saying earlier with there not being another end credit scene to tell us that we have no confirmation of a season two and we have no confirmation he's going anywhere that we're gonna see him then know him you know he currently fits absolutely nowhere in any of the current works in the mcu so until we have blade until we have oh my gosh is it the dark no it's not the dark knight that's batman Um, Uh (laughs) sorry the one that um, harry did's character and i can't black knight black knight they're like the same thing that (laughs) is so (laughs) but i that's why i always want to call him the dark knight because dark black i mean like bro but once he's here you know i can start to see a little more oh maybe he'll end up in there like over there that makes more sense but we don't have that right now yeah and we don't have any confirmation we have a season two so i have no answer until until we get the season two which i'm assuming we will with the way that show ended i i have no answer
0: yeah i don't have any specifics i think there will be a season two as well i think we're gonna dive a little bit more into mark and steven kind of learning about jake coming to terms with jake we're gonna see more moon Knight. i think in season two than we saw in season one and i think that that is going to springboard us into a midnight suns because if you look even at the slate you know blade's not slated to come out till 2023 or 2024 I think like it's it's quite a few years away so then you have to think you know we'll okay 2023 is next year I don't want to talk about that because it's still 2020 to me <laughs> um <laughs> I was like wait that's not a couple of years ago <laughs> well I was thinking more about 2024 20, but whatever you know he has to have his solo film I would think before we have a midnight suns black knight I would think, you know, so probably we're going to have an Eternals 2. I would think he would be in that before a Midnight Suns. So you do have another couple years before I think they're ready to bring them in. You know, I do hope, I believe Ghost Rider is one of the members as well. I think they're potentially going to reboot that. So... A few of these characters kind of have to have their introductions, whether they're in shows or movies, TBD. But that, I say, i oh, have to say, you know, that leaves room and time for Moon Knight to have a season two somewhere in there. So I think we're going to get a season two that's going to then springboard him and we're going to see him a little more integrated into the MCU as a whole. And that's going to be kind of his launching point into Midnight Suns. And then we can kind of Build that franchise out more, maybe Defender style. I could see that happening, but I really don't have any specifics other than that because, to your point, they really didn't give us a lot to go off of. Yeah. All right. Well, we are officially calling it a wrap on all things Moon Knight, unless some announcement comes in in the next few weeks or whenever, in which case we'll, of course, talk about it a little bit on the show, whatever episode happens to be airing at that time. Fingers crossed for that. But As always, if you are excited and you like our coverage of all things MCU, you should subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. You can also check out and follow our blog, which has lots of supplemental content, things that we forgot to say corrections, and all types of other extra context for you guys that might be helpful as you're watching shows or preparing for movies. And last but not least, you can check us out on our Spotify page, which is linked below in the show notes, which has playlists for each of the different MCU shows, as well as one large playlist with all of the songs that are in the shows and movies
1: and are available on Spotify. Be sure to follow our Twitter at Let's Talk MFT. We share all of our own content along with sharing other people's Marvel announcements, news, all of that. So make sure to follow that for everything to be in one spot. And of course, this is a huge week. We had the finale of Moon Knight, obviously. And then by the time this is out, MOM will at least already have had its first few showings. I'm sure people will have already been seeing it already. I know we will be seeing it Thursday night. So for us, that's tomorrow. And that'll be very exciting. Be sure that You are listening for that podcast to air as well because we have a double this week. And with all the content coming out, remember Marvel just blew your mind, so let's talk about it.